People either love or hate pumpkin, and pumpkin beer is no different. Is this a pumpkin all the things fad, or does it have more history? We'll talk about the origin of pumpkin beer, the styles and brands, and the controversy over this fall specialty. So come in and have a drink. Welcome to the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. I'm in the middle of a weird wedding sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right where you should be. Alright, we'll start this one off with a little news. Don't know what we're going to call the news segment yet, but we're going to start off with actually some huge news. Uh, How How big news? gigantic in craft brewing because one of the companies that really started the craft brewing uh, craze that's going right now, Stone, uh, their CEO has announced he is stepping down from CEO. He's going to step into a chairman position, so he'll still be running the board at Stone, but he's just not going to be making the day-to-day calls on what the company is doing. Now, there are other projects they have going, internationally that people say it's possibly because he wants to be more involved with them but it's also speculated wild speculation if if we go into some wild speculation wild speculation uh some people especially on reddit seem to believe that it's so they can bring in someone else to take the fall for selling the company off Hmm. yeah uh Koch uh, co-founded the brewery back in 96 with Steve Wagner. And the whole article we found is from Fortune. So, the, And this is, I mean, September 11th. This is breaking news. I'm not there. But, not the ship to see. Breaking news. <laughs> but yeah, a quote from Koch is, he no longer feels he's the best person for the job. That the climate has changed and that yeah, he can still make a good beer, but he doesn't think he's suited for the business side of it anymore. That sounds super like he's he he's letting someone else take the fall for this. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it really makes me nervous because there have been a lot of craft brewers selling out recently. That'll be in our second story. But he's he's he will continue to oversee development of uh, new facilities. And new styles, so he's still, I mean, he's going to be hands-on in there still. Uh, Another quote here, my tomorrow is going to look functionally the same as my yesterday. I think this is a long-winded way of saying I may finally be able to take a Tuesday afternoon off. This could be, you know, maybe this is going to be a good thing. Maybe they'll get 
someone new in there, and he'll lead it to to bigger and better prosperity. I mean, I don't know how much bigger they could get. They get much bigger, and they're no longer craft. I know, I know, but I'm just I'm just trying to make it like trying to counter my natural instinct to say, oh god, the end is near. Yeah, and this article will. We'll just go ahead and run them in together into one big news story because also, this. If they if they sell off stone, but they keep making the exact same product, is it that different? Is, is that a? It will be what we have now. It like it will just it'll really change where the profits go. Is what yeah. what would happen if they sold it? So like your Russian imperial stout, the stone like I was drinking last week. That I could, I'll still be able to go and get that. It's still going to be everywhere. It's going to be the same recipe. Nothing's going to change when it comes to like what we're seeing on the shelves currently. What could change? I mean, you could find that widely available places that you've never seen stone on the shelves because if someone else bought them up and they have the shelf space, they could really push it out in there. It, I mean, it could be good just getting stone into more into more hands and mouths, but right. That- that's it's going to change ingredients, could change down the road because they come, like when someone else has a controlling steak, they could be like, no, we don't really like waiting to get these local natural ingredients when we can synthesize the same thing and just inject it in there and ship it out. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying I understand our fears. <laughs> just hope that, you know, maybe something good could happen. You know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not all doom and gloom. Maybe the guy really just wants a Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah. but another thing is uh, another brewer that if someone bought a controlling stake and they already have somewhere else, another facility where they could be brewing this, they may lay off Stone's people. And Stone Brewing is currently the ninth largest craft brewer in the country with over 1,100 employees. Wow. Yeah. And their annual revenue is more than $137 million as last year's. But there's no, they didn't specifically say they're selling them. Just, no, no, no. No well, one. Just in case. There's a YouTube video. You can find it real easy where he addresses everyone, the company. I mean, this was the announcement in this YouTube video. We'll provide a link on with this episode if you want to find that. But he <clears throat> also talks about the, let's see, last year they expanded production beyond the U.S. Hmm. Uh, they're moving, they're opening a $25 million facility in Germany. Wow. So, yeah, and that's a lot of people are speculating that maybe he really wants to be hands-on with this new expansion so that maybe he really just wants to move to Germany and he doesn't want to have to be CEO from Germany and overseeing things there. I mean, and who wouldn't like to spend some time in Germany? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all would. We'd all it doesn't, like as long as it doesn't sound like he's getting out of it altogether because you picture CEOs and the people who started these things like um, Jim from Sam Adams or, uh, oh my gosh, the guy who runs Dogfish Head in Delaware. And they just seem so amped about their jobs. You, know, you think like the second Here, they step yeah. down or move away. You you don't want, you want to picture they're living the dream. You don't want to picture, yeah. you know. You want to picture they have a barrel of fresh hops next to their bed every morning. Yeah. And they just roll over and get a handful of them and just rub them in their face and... Oh yeah, and just get in there, deep. basically. That's the stuff. <laughs> so, you, but, and you see something like this, and you just you kind of feel sad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you wonder what what's good. Like, are they falling out of their passion for beer, or what? Are they getting a divorce? Is that what you're trying? <laughs> to... 
Well, there have been a few divorces in beer recently. Uh, the, our next story, this runs the, directly in the same Fortune article. The announcement of him stepping down comes after a week of shakeups in the craft beer world. On Tuesday, Languinitas, another big California brewer, announced that they have sold half, 50% of the stake in the company to Heineken. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah. And this, again, just that happened on the heels of Miller Coors buying a controlling stake in St. Anchor Brewing. Which yeah. is insane. I mean, that's like craft beer snob heaven. I was going to say, these are massive craft brands that are now being bought out, and Stone isn't, they haven't sold out to anybody. I hope they don't, but it's still, it's scary. Is it weird to feel less bad about the Heineken thing versus, you know, one of the big three in the U.S.? I don't, I don't know uh, why. And I guess Heineken's probably similar to our big three. Yeah, I was like, Heineken's like... It's like up there. You know, Heineken's like the biggest brand in worldwide. Yeah, because I mean they sponsor everything. Everything. Yeah, so that's... yeah, that's uh that's the not so good not so good news we have floating around. And and then I honestly don't know how I feel about it because on the one hand it sucks to to not be the good old down home you know trying to get the, get it out there to everybody, but on the other hand, when you get bought by somebody else, you you can get more shelf space and get get out yeah. there more. I mean so I mean it's not like there aren't advantages. Yeah. They they have a there's a funny line in the article where they mentioned that Languini is is losing its craft uh craft credibility uh by the the same standards it's the one you know, by the same sort of uh uh criteria that it's set up. Hmm. And it's a weird little irony of that I guess. But also People like to get lots of money for their for things they worked hard on. So, yeah, they, that's the I mean, other thing yeah. to look at. They've been building the brands. They, I mean, it wasn't just beer. They were building a brand. They were building a company. Mm -hmm. And they've, I mean, it might not be that they're falling out of love with beer. It might be to a point they're like, man, maybe I just want to retire. It, you know, and also, you know, someone comes knocking at your door, writes you a check for a silly amount of money. Like mm -hmm. just ridiculously big. You just like all those zeros yeah. almost don't fit in in the line that they give you. You just look down and go, I uh, does this check come in novelty size so I can feel like? <laughs> well, and if you have a family, at some point you're just like, yeah. I mean, what do you? What, it just kind of makes sense. Not to say that it's always the right thing to do, but sometimes it may be the right thing to do at the time. Yeah, you yeah, know, maybe it's the right thing for them. You know. And you know, I haven't heard like how much. And if, uh, one and of the big three, what that means when they buy somebody, because I haven't heard much about like what the impact on like Goose Island has been um, after yeah. they bought them. Well, and you know, if they do, I, I don't, I wouldn't understand buying someone to reach in there and start meddling with their things, but you know that happens. Yeah. But if they, uh, but if they, if they do and they change it, then we'll find, you know, and we don't like it anymore. I mean that'll be sad, but we'll find something else. Someone will fill the void of the previous flavor. Like it'll, you know, we'll find another beer that will be will be good if somehow, you know. But again, yeah, I can't imagine them changing it too much. They're buying them because it's good and it's popular and people like it. Like they're not, they're not like let's change this as soon as we buy it. Doing my best trying to to ease off the edge of you know the end is nigh. At the same time, yeah. we're all we're all gonna die and all of our beer is going to be is going to be terrible and awful. <laughs> 
the end is not nigh. No, no. There, are, there will be many a replacement, and there will be plenty of drinks to be had. It's just some of our mainstays aren't always going to be our mainstays. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on. Okay. Move on to our main topic of this episode: pumpkin beer. Yay! <laughs> is the reason for the season. Um. So PSA. Uh, I have a problem with fall, um, in that if it could just be fall year-round and constantly smell like apple pie, pumpkins, and cinnamon, the world would be a happier place. The weather would be awesome. And I feel like everybody would just be in a generally better mood. Yeah, I don't anyway. think people understand. I'm I'm in our living room recording, and there's a pumpkin apple candle going, <laughs> a cinnamon besom or broom hanging in the kitchen, and it looks like fall threw up. <laughs> yeah, there are leaves are... everywhere. But granted, we've also decorated for Oktoberfest, so, yeah, so Oktoberfest, some of that's available too. Oktoberfest, uh, tablecloths over the tables, and because that's all coming up. And our apartment will smell of pumpkin, apple, cinnamon, and nutmeg until like the first day of December, I think. So, pumpkin yeah, beer yeah. is a uh, Obviously, something comes out around every every fall, every autumn. Um, seasonals that come in. Yeah, one of the one of the it's actually one of the most popular seasonals. So, and sometimes pumpkin beers are made with actual real pumpkin. Sometimes people use pumpkin puree, and sometimes they use just pumpkin flavoring. These beers also tend to include spices such as ginger, nutmeg, cloves, cinnamon, allspice. And then, of course, like the big pumpkin pie spice mix that you can normally get um, at any grocery store. Hmm. Uh, pumpkin ales typically are mild with little to no bitterness, a malty backbone, according to this definition, <laughs> and with some spice often taking the lead. They also average uh, alcohol by volume of 4 to 7%. It, definition comes from beeradvocate.com. I'm going to make... I'm gonna make a stunning ro- uh, ro- uh, ro- stunning revelation. Moment. Revelation. Thank you. <laughs> if I think too much about a word, I can't say it. Um, yeah, that's fair. I'm not that big a fan of pumpkin flavor. Like, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> like it, it. I don't like pumpkin pie, for example. Oh. Like, if I have an option, it like, you know, Thanksgiving time, I'm at at the family's house and they they set up, you know, pumpkin pie and apple pie. I never look twice. I was like, no, we're going apple. Mm. Forget you, pumpkin. You're going to stay back there in the back. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm just saying, like, it's not a thing I typically seek out. And you don't like coffee, so you're not one of the, the big PSL, you know, drones. Right, no. Um, um, of which I've already had when, one this season. When, <laughs> when I've Starbucks had one, but I won't order it. Starbucks, Starbucks comes a knock and goes, we, we got our pumpkin spice. I go, yeah, all right. Good plan. I look around and go, why am I in a Starbucks? (laughs) No, no, I would not. I would drink. That is the one drink I would drink from there. I would not go in. I would make her go in and order it while I stood outside. It's true. I've seen them do it. And just yesterday, I had to go in the Starbucks while she ordered it because it was raining. Oh, you know what? We have had two pumpkin spice lattes because we went to a local coffee shop within walking distance of our apartment, and there is amazing very subtle though um but yeah again like we said in the intro just like pumpkin in general not for everyone P- 
people either love it or despise it. And Which comes angry. With... <laughs> not to say I've not found pumpkin beer that I don't enjoy. It's just... It's not a thing that, like, you know, the season comes around, I'm not going, like, oh, it's pumpkin beer time. What I'm actually thinking is, it's Oktoberfest time. Marzins, as far as the eye can see. Basically, yeah. Um, My thinking about it was, with this time of year and everyone getting all harvesty, and then this sudden backlash against pumpkin beers, is it never, it didn't make sense to me because, even without much research on the topic, I thought, hmm... It's one of the things they could have used to flavor and sweeten with originally in the colonies. Why, like, people going against it, saying it's not a traditional thing, when I stop and go, you put yourself in that time period, some gourds, pumpkins, and molasses make perfect sense to be dumping into your beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Like that's, I feel like that's a thing they would have been doing way back when, back in mm-hmm. days of yore. Uh, yes, in fact. Um... So we did find an article about this, of course. This is a great article. We're going to link to this in the show notes, as, as any of our sources are. But beer itself was considered medicinal. <laughs> so they, have, they had pulled something from, uh, from a, a medical journal, 1801. It said, uh, different kinds of beer, ale, etc., are often prepared according to the prescriptions of the physicians, all of which, as well as pumpkin and bran beer, partake of the virtues of the ingredients put into such liquors. Mm-hmm. Man, it sounds like being a uh, being a pharmacist was just a much better job back in the day. Oh yeah, pretty much a bartender, basically. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I just I thought that was interesting. What it was is the whole reason it was adopted is because in the colonies that was the most readily available uh, thing to put in anything really. <laughs> I mean, and and it was new to them, and it happened to be plentiful, so they thought they thought. This is different, and we have a lot of it. Let's just eat this, <laughs> I think. I imagine there was also probably some, uh, you know, it's it's big and ready around harvest time. They can get it started and then come, you know, whenever they're ready for it. It's it's, a, it's an ingredient they can use pretty quickly, and they can keep it over the, the winter. It would last a while. Oh, right. yeah, keep, not indefinitely, but for months. Much better than making beer in the summer with no refrigeration. Yeah. Well, and then uh, it says, so basically, it took the place of malt entirely. It had fermentable sugars. <laughs> yeah. Because pumpkin, which is another reason pumpkin is usually used in sweets more than anything else. I mean, you have like squash soup and things like that, but mm-hmm. pumpkin is pretty sweet otherwise. it's It's got the sugars in it that you can put in just about anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think with the snobbery around the pumpkin beer thing and hating it, saying it's not real beer, because it's definitely a thing still, is pumpkin spice has become such a, a crazy, like, movement, I guess. Well, it, it <laughs> may also years. just be, it, it may just be the, the response to something, you know, like, everyone had it, you know, for the last few years, and they're just like, man, I'm sick about hearing about all this pumpkin stuff. Yeah. Uh, it may not even be that I don't like the flavor, it just could be like, no, I'm not that crazy about it, so let's just get upset about things. True. I mean, I love I I love fall. <laughs> I kind of have a problem, but I, and I actually love pumpkin. I love pumpkin pie. The whole nine pumpkin spiced flavored whatever. I'll probably eat it. I just bought pumpkin spice uh, cereal for kind of loud. But when we were at the store, I even noticed like this is actually kind of a bit much. Like <laughs> if if I'm the one saying that kind of maybe <laughs> maybe at a period of oversaturation. I mean, you gotta go easy. Back it off a little bit. Not so not so much. 
Yeah, because they're just kind of making stuff up now. Pumpkin spice toilet paper. I I am waiting for that. I'm waiting (laughs) for it. At the store today, they just had this massive display that was just pumpkin spice flavored everything. I mean, marshmallows, uh, muffins. Yogurt pretzels. Yeah, uh, cider. Okay, hold on. Pumpkin yogurt pretzels. There's so much going on in that right now that I'm just... Those are actually delicious. Just we got them last year. Uh, I, them like them, <laughs> I don't think I, I wouldn't assume that they're they're bad. It's just like my thing is like that is a whole lot going around in one snack food. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit much. So we actually found. So we also we obviously have the traditional uh, colonial beers that were made with pumpkin because that's what was available at the time. Right. However, there is a Buffalo Bills brewery in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first breweries that did commercial pumpkin beer in the whole country, in the United States. I, just, and I, feel, I feel that brewery is super creepy with a lot of holes in the ground. <laughs> I know. And someone asking you to put lotion on the skin. It's, ugh. it's a bad name, let's be serious. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think Sons so, of the Lamb just ruined that name, sorry. It really has. It's, it's one of those things you just can't say anymore. And, I, and I'm sure it's like a Western kind of... I mean, it's California. Yeah. So so the quote that they have in this article... This is a really great article, honestly. Um, we're also going to link to this. This article talks about not only the history, but current day and a lot of the current day stuff that's going on with pumpkin in general in flavorings and especially beer. So Bill Owens, he's actually the founder of the brewery, said that the pumpkin thing is as American as apple pie. Pumpkin pie? Come on. That's as American as you can possibly get. Is when you have something that's so culturally deep, everybody loves it. Which we've all, you know, we've kind of said that that's not entirely the case, but <laughs> the people who do love it, love it. So um, he said that there was actually always an issue when trying to make the pumpkin beer. He had initially looked up a recipe that George Washington had made. Um, but originally, when he made the beer, you actually couldn't taste any pumpkin because the sugar ferments and it, it just kind of acts like a standard other ingredient in beer. So he actually got pumpkin pie spice and pumpkin pie flavoring from the grocery store and put it in. And that's kind of what modern pumpkin beer has evolved from. If you just make beer with pumpkin in it, it's not going to be as pumpkin-y as you're thinking it might be. The other thing is, it's so prevalent today that uh, Southern Tier Brewing, which uh, I believe they're in Colorado? Yes, and then someone will correct us, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, please feel free to send any corrections. Definitely, yes. So this article mentions them that they use 8,000 or more pounds of pumpkin puree annually for their 20,000 barrels of pumpkin, which is their Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, we actually get to try for the first time this year, and it's delicious. <laughs> what is that, like four tons of... <laughs> so yeah. I'm just like, trying to picture that much pumpkin puree, that, like slowly sliding out of a thing, like, a, like <laughs> pouring slowly down a street to crush you. Just, no! <laughs> no, it would. It would. Pumpkin. It'd be moving so slowly that you'd be it able like to... A, like that molasses explosion uh, in the 19th century that slowly yeah. destroyed a town. Yeah, I I imagine something like that. Yeah. Um. It, it, so it's interesting though that it talks about um. So the pumpkin thing's gotten so crazy that there's like a race to get your stuff out first. Because it says that like the seasonal beers themselves are the, the second most popular category of beer style. 
It's the Christmas effect. Yeah. It really is. No. Because there was usually this week period. It was a week to two weeks. Because two of my favorite beers for the past few years had always been Sam Adams Summer Ale and Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Mm. And there was like a week where they were side by side on the shelves. (laughs) And it was like glory week. Somewhere in like early August, I think. Yeah, it used to be pretty late into the summer when that time would happen. No, this year, Oktoberfest was readily available beginning yeah. of August. No, like, that, that's actually been out for a while. And I'm, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of like all the summer ale I still have to get, you know, go through. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Well, and I think it was a while ago we had looked it up because, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of big Sam Adams people. They're founder of our hero. Yeah, we looked up their schedule for release for some of their seasonals, and we had noted, whenever it was we looked this up, it was probably years ago, that the Oktoberfest and the basically the fall seasonals come out in like mid-August, or no, it was late August. It was definitely August though, and now like this year they came out much earlier in August than I think they normally do. Um, so it, and that's that's something that the article had brought up. It was like. It's so much of a thing that everybody has to get their stuff out as soon as they can. And we noticed this year, tons of people, like tons of different breweries, had their pumpkins and Oktoberfests and, you know, various fall-themed styles of beer out in the middle of August. Like, almost everybody's was done by the beginning of September. Do you feel there's going to be a point where they cap that, or do do you think it's just going to start becoming ridiculous? It'll get... I think it's also a rush for the ingredients because it's not all it's not complete i don't feel like it's completely a who can get it to market first it's who can get all the ingredients they are going to need before they are no longer available if i take if i buy all the pumpkins that you have then like the guy the brewery down the street can't have any exactly right he can't have any or he has to buy them for me at a really (laughs) really jacked up rate Mm mm-hmm because I mean, a lot of some people use real pumpkin and they, instead of just like pumpkin puree. So I mean, because uh, Dogfish Head and I think Sam Adams and some of the slightly bigger ones end up using real pumpkin in theirs. And uh, you got to think about like it, it only grows at certain times, so you you really have to get on it when you get those ingredients in. Yeah, I'd also like to point out we are not, in fact, in any way, shape, or form professionals in this regard. We're just wildly speculating about some of this. Oh yeah, totally making like it's coming out of nowhere. I don't want I just don't want someone out there going like, "No, are you dumb? How do you not know this?" cuz we don't. Cuz we, we don't. don't. And if you do, please let us know. Yeah, we, we've researched as much as we could, but <laughs> we want to learn. Like we want to put a big the more you know banner up. <laughs> that that's going to be the theme at every at the, at the feedback section of every next episode. It's just going to be like Guess what we found out that we totally had no clue about. Guess what? We yes. were wrong. Is anyone surprised? I'm sure not. <laughs> Guess what? We were wrong. So what makes you a fan of the pumpkin beard, but not the flavoring of other things? Okay. it's I'm not, like, the biggest fan of even pumpkin beer. Like, it's one of those, like, when I find it, I'm like, all right, let's let's try some pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. If it's out, like, on a tap somewhere, and I'm I'm out at a bar, and I was like, all right, we'll, we'll try that one because it's, it's seasonal. I can only get it at a certain time, so right. we'll try it. But uh, but in terms of rankings of my favorite beers of of whatever, pumpkin's usually not not like up there with like you know 
so, like the the founders Kentucky breakfast out or something like stuff like that. Um, mm. <laughs> I've heard that, mm, Chris. I know. Like I said, I enjoy it when I have it, and sometimes there's there'll be certain styles that might complement it more uh, than than others. And I'll I'll maybe get to that later when we talk about what we're drinking. But uh, it's one of those I enjoy it. It's just not a thing I I go crazy about. It's it's not a time you know. The pumpkin beer season is not a thing I'm I'm looking for. It's it's when it happens I'm like, all right, let's try some. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Whereas I'm just like, and and sadly and like some of them, I'm kind of like, so I don't know anything about wine. And in, in reality, like I I like a certain kind that I know that I can drink and it's like dry as hell. Really? But I, 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 I usually judge the wine bottles by the labels. <laughs> Oh, no, everyone does. Yeah, like, I, oh, that one looks cool. I'm going to get that. Sometimes I end up doing that with the, because, like, they get really creative on the fall and pumpkin beers because, you know, and, and you can theme them sometimes to Halloween or you can theme them to just fall in general. And some of them are just worth it just to get the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the Warlock bottle is so cool from Southern Tier. I think about that idea. I'm reminded about my my high school principal. Uh, who had a uh, who had a beer? I believe it was a beer can collection in the rafters of his of his house. Wow. Yeah. I... Uh, we're gonna have an episode about that too, about um, the uh, the packaging options. Mm. I know cans versus bottles versus what type of bottle, etc. Um, so the the final I think pumpkin deal here. But so the the interesting thing that we learned in the research mode. Is that there's actually a pumpkin beer festival, like not a pumpkin festival, and not a like it is specifically a pumpkin beer fest. Mm. I desperately want to go to this. <laughs> it's um it's put on by Elysian Brewing in Seattle. Okay, I was trying to remember why I know their name. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin Beer Fest. Of course, it's the Great Pumpkin Beer Fest. It has to be, doesn't it? Like um, someone, someone's gonna be sitting out there. Someone sitting out there in a field with a blanket, just like, man, don't don't you worry, the great pumpkin beer will come this year. That ha- wait, why isn't that their banner? But so it, this year, uh, 2015 is the 11th annual, Jeez. and it's just it looks awesome. Yeah, it's in Seattle, Washington. Um, it takes place in October, which is fitting. That makes sense. Um, I imagine it probably feels nice in fall there by that time. And it's, I think it's awesome that they, like, so many people hate on the pumpkin beer thing, and yet they're like, no, here, here's an entire festival dedicated to pumpkin beer alone. And it's amazing. They have little jack-o'-lantern snifters. I, I want one. I want <laughs> one so badly. So I guess they actually have three different types of pumpkin beer, um, like the, the brewery themselves who put it on. So you've got the great pumpkin. So there's the dark of the woods, which is about, like, this... I don't know, werewolf or something on it. And the punk chino, which obviously has like notes of coffee and whatnot oh, in it. Okay. You say and, obviously and I'm like, I don't get what that name is. Because you don't have a horrid addiction to coffee like we do. <laughs> it will but, it, it will most likely kill me. That's it it looks amazing. The first of all, the artwork on some of these is just fantastic. But so this is a uh oh it's gotten like what the, the different breakdown of the taste is. So it's still a pumpkin ale. But it's got notes of like coffee and chocolate and things like that, and obviously pumpkin. So that looks interesting. But yeah, so this is an event uh, happening 
18 days from today, October 2nd. 18 days, 19 hours, 49 yeah. minutes, and 5 seconds as of recording. And by the time this gets posted, it will probably have already happened. So if you're just learning about it, you probably missed it. Or it'll be the following weekend. So, But there's a lot of tickets I think are sold out. Yes. Oh, really? The, the event is, it starts Friday, October 2nd, and then also Friday, uh, Saturday, October 3rd. I'm looking at their page, and there's a lot of things that say, like, where to purchase tickets, ticket locations, sold out. Oh. Wow. Yeah, no, it is completely sold out. So even if you had just found out about it, oops. So if you're hearing about it now, be ready for next year, guys. Like, <laughs> You need to get on. You know yeah. about it now. If you're a pumpkin pumpkin beer fan, this is your Comic-Con. You buy those tickets Basically. like the minute they pop out. If, <laughs> you, know, you can conceivably get to Seattle, Washington. Yeah, which I, I mean, as if there aren't any other reasons to go to Seattle anyway. Like, I, I just want to go. <laughs> uh, they also have a, a big pumpkin way off, like the people who grow like the really oh. absurdly large pumpkins. That's amazing. They got pictures. Um, yeah, we'll we'll link to that uh, website as well. But highly recommend heading out to that because that just looks fascinating. <laughs> All right. Well, what's everybody drinking? Drink with me, friend. All right. I'll kick us off then. Okay. Uh, I am currently drinking a Barktoberfest lager from okay, Thirsty Dog Brewing Company. I love that name. Uh, I gotta <laughs> oh, say, it, fantastic. as far as Oktoberfests and lagers go, I'm not thoroughly impressed. Oh. Um, tastes fine, but the best part about it is the label, which has a bunch of howling dogs and a pumpkin patch. That's, right. that's the best thing about it. It is 6% alcohol by volume. I thought it tasted okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's okay. It's not my yeah. Oktoberfest for this year, which I'll I'll rave about again in next week's episode, is mm. West 6th Oktoberfest. Yeah, right. I have made it my official Oktoberfest for this year. Wow. Uh, last year's, we weren't doing a podcast, so I wasn't able to tell anyone, was... Uh, Moraline's Fifth and Vine, and more, Christian Moraline is no one pod- of the... No podcast is no excuse. You, you should have got that <laughs> word out. I know, but they're, one of, they're the big craft brewer in Cincinnati. Like They were one of the ones who helped start the scene back. So, yeah. But theirs was amazing last year, but this year, no, West Six won it. It's their first year doing it, and I love it. West Six can put out some good things. I, I'm glad I live only a short uh, couple blocks away. <laughs> And to get into what I'm drinking, uh, so speaking of something that's not terribly far away from here, another local one for us, uh, this is a Cincinnati brewery called Mad Tree Brewing. They're actually not terribly far from where I work. The beer is called The Great Pump Can. Uh, it is in cans. <laughs> it has amazing uh, design and artwork on it. What about the pump bottle? Is there not a pump? I can't say pump bottle. It doesn't. There's work. no pump bottle. Uh, yeah, this is, see, they all, they went and went. The whole the whole branding is fantastic, but it's it's technically listed as a spiced ale, but it's obviously it's a pumpkin ale. Seven point nine percent alcohol by volume, um, wow. which is probably I think one of the highest ABVs of a pumpkin uh, that we've had anyway. No, no, uh, the Warlock. Oh yeah. Aside from the, but the Warlock is one of the special. It's the one of the single tall bottles that you can get. Southern Tears Warlock was like ten percent. 
Yeah, that 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 definitely one on the that'll get you drunk. One probably. large bottle had us both tipsy, and we were like, "Wow, we're not ready for Oktoberfest." Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a little intense, but uh, now that was that was pumpkiny, but it was also really chocolatey and and coffee like mm-hmm. as well. Stop! Um, I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but, you're saying is not making me go. I might want to try that. It, oh, it's delicious, but it's okay. again, it's intense. <laughs> Um, but no, this one is is fairly strong, but there there really aren't notes of much else. It's a it's a pumpkin ale there. It's just pumpkin and ale, and it just hits you in the taste buds. It goes no. Yeah, it's, we are. It's pretty delicious though. All right. Well, uh, I've been trying out a pumpkin beer. I thought I was going to enjoy uh, a Red Hook Porter, which I enjoyed, but then I ch- tasted this beer. Decided to try it for the show. The Jack O Traveler Pumpkin Shandy. Now I mentioned earlier specific styles might bring out the pumpkin a little bit better. Oh my god, a shandy makes that pumpkin just sing. I don't I don't normally, you know, go in for like I said, like a pumpkin's like one of those things that can take it or leave it. This is pumpkin-y and it's delicious. It's a according to its bottle, a wheat ale brewed with a lemon peel, uh, with natural flavors and pumpkin added. It's hmm. It's delicious. It's, uh, I believe, only about 4.4% ABV, but it is – it's one of those – like this whole time I've been drinking this while we're talking about it, saying, like, yeah, I'm not a big pumpkin beer fan, and then take a drink of this and go, but this – this is doing it for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were pushing the Red Hook pumpkin porter on you. Which, and... which, I, which I enjoyed, but uh, – oh, by the way, it's from the Traveler Brewery. If you're oh, the, okay. oh, that's it's the one. Okay. Curious Traveler? Yeah. It's just travel. I've been really interested in their stuff. Yeah, uh, Boston Beer Company owns them. Yeah. Uh, so I've, like, I've heard nothing but good things about them. Yeah, that's why I was like, the the Red Hook I enjoyed. It was just it, it was a little dark. I didn't think it was. I figured if I was gonna try pumpkiny, it should be super pumpkiny. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But this pumpkin shandy was so good, and I'm almost done with it, and it's going to go down so well. Yeah. So I think uh, honorable mentions. Which will probably be mentioned, who knows, like later on in the. We'll season. be drinking them later. Yeah, um, <laughs> but as far as just pumpkin beer in general to try, uh, again the Red Hook Pumpkin Porter. I think the porter is good for the pumpkin if you want a subtle pumpkin note because they're the porters. You have that chocolate and. Yeah, the porter is the show. Richness. Yeah. Oh, it it yeah. It Whereas is if good. you're getting pumpkin in an ale or something, really the pumpkin's going to stand out more. Right. So the porter. No, that porter is up in your face, and it is like, nah, taste me. And then the <laughs> pumpkin kind of comes in behind it all timid, and is like, you know, you can you can have a little bit of this. Um, the other one is, again, Sam Adams, I think we mentioned in the first episode, Samuel Adams Pumpkin Batch. Now, yeah. it's not to be confused with their pump, Harvest Pumpkin Ale, which is in their fall collection pack. That, Okay, the, the Harvest Pumpkin one's the one I've got in my fridge right now because I decided to get grab one of their their Harvest packs, which is also delicious. It is. It, it's got it's definitely got other spices and other things involved. It's I think it compared to the new Pumpkin Batch, the Harvest Pumpkin Ale is a little more subtle. The Harvest or the Pumpkin Batch is the one that I thought tasted like the Little Debbie pumpkin cakes. <laughs> Oh yeah, it does. The ones the ones we're talking about are the ones that are they look like oatmeal cream pies, but uh, they've got like a pumpkin filling and it's stamped in the shape of a little jack-o'-lantern. 
Mm. Yeah. It's just like that. Neil, do you have any of those left in your fridge right now? We might. Sa save one. Uh, <laughs> I'll be up next week. You will. You will. Saturday morning for Oktoberfest Zinzanetti. Yes. In case you weren't wondering, in case, well, you probably weren't wondering, but in case you were, that's that's our next topic is Oktoberfest. It's it's what we call our high holy days. It's going to be amazing. It's the beer drinkers Ramadan. <laughs> I mean, actually, they don't. Uh, I don't think. Oh, they no, no, it's the Ramadan. opposite of that, isn't it? The yeah. opposite of Ramadan. Yeah, Sorry. it's not. <laughs> we apologize for. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, I don't know the what exact to opposite to. of that. It's it. No, it's our um, Rumspringer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Rumspringer. Yeah. Uh, you guys should see that movie if you haven't seen it. Um. Sure. Yeah. That. That's. That's where our, our stuff is at. Plus, I mean. If, even if you don't drink, although if you don't drink, I'm not sure why you're listening to this, um, I, I would highly recommend Oktoberfest because of the amazing food. Um, yeah, you don't have to be into beer. If you're yeah. into fried food or sausages. <laughs> get a mac and cheese, everybody. Get Which the get a thing is cheese. strictly Cincinnati. It so. is, but seriously, make your pilgrimage to, to Cincinnati, your next available opportunity. It's usually in September gonna be amazing guys yeah mm -hmm. uh the the baklava and wow. the um and the deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh, mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't want to mention it because my heart can't take <laughs> how good that is oh well and just and then the brats there's so many there's like the met burst and the brat burst and there's so oh, many different options tune in next time for our sausage related show uh, <laughs> have a brat um indeed that's that's what it's gonna lead to, I think. If anybody wants to suggest a pumpkin beer, actually, one that they've tried that maybe we haven't heard of or haven't gotten to yet. Uh, oh yeah, let, let us, us know, know on any of our social medias. Like you could share it with us on Untapped, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the usual places. Also, yes. you can email us at feedback at haveadrinkshow dot com. If you're um, looking for any of our social media things, go to haveadrinkshow dot com. They'll all be listed there. Our untapped profiles are there, social links, etc. Also, if you want, if you do like the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher of choice, such as Pocket Casts, Downcast, or Stitcher. Give us a good rating, please. Yeah. We'll again, love we'll love you forever. Mm -hmm. Again, we really want to thank Alan Robinson and Lim Peralta for providing our cover art and music, respectively. Yeah. <laughs> Reverse those, um, respectively, actually. Yes. <laughs> Reverse those, yes. Alan Robbins for the music and Len Peralta for the amazing artwork. Um, Such good artwork. And we will, uh, we'll also link to them on the website so that you can access their stuff and see what else they have to offer. Yeah, they both have their own things going on. Uh, Alan does lessons and many other things, and Lynn usually does a lot of work. I don't think he's currently taking any. Uh, he doesn't. Right now, he's not doing commission, but at this, uh, he also does daily tech news show uh, improv art every Friday, and he also does the Geek a Week art, um, oh, yeah, yeah. which is really fun. Uh, if you guys are into the geeky stuff at all and knows who some of these kind of geek celebrities are, uh, really awesome stuff. The the Venn, the Venn diagram of beer drinking and uh, nerdy geeky interests. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot more close than you'd think. There's a lot of overlap there. Definitely, definitely. 
All right, yeah, sorry this one ran a little long there, guys. Just a little bit, but, you know. Um, we definitely fine. catch uh, next episode about Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest! <laughs> There's totally no chance we'll run long there. No, yeah, no, no, not, no, not no. one bit. We'll be fine. Um, Tune in next week for our long discussion about how good sausage is. Um, <laughs> sausage. <laughs> oh, no, we'll, talk about, we'll be talking about beer, too, but... Anyway, uh, till next time, have fun, guys. Yep, have a drink. See ya. And now we're live. <laughs> like as soon as it went live. Because <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> Sorry, there's my cackle in the first two seconds of it.